Daily Gazette Company presents the Parting Shots Podcast. Now, here's your host, Daily Gazette Sports Editor, Ken Thank you, Scott Geezy, and welcome to the Parting Shots Podcast. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe today. Thanks for joining me from the Parting Shots Podcast studio in Schenectady, New York. It's our Union College Hockey Podcast. And before we begin, I'm going to let you know that I'm battling the cold here. You might hear me cough once in a while, or my voice get a little uh, crazy uh, with maybe trying to sustain a cough. And uh, so it's going to be an interesting podcast here. I hope you bear with me, like I said, and uh, we'll get through this uh, together. Uh, Union uh, men uh, coming off big wins uh, last weekend, 3-1 over Yale, 3-1 over Brown. Uh, they found themselves tied for seventh place in the ECAC hockey standings with Princeton. Each team has 23 points. Princeton right now with the tiebreaker having beaten uh, Union uh, earlier this season. Uh, both teams are just a point behind Clarkson for sixth place and uh, seven points in back of Colgate and St. Lawrence, which are tied uh, for fourth place. I don't think uh, it would take a miracle for Union probably to get to that top four spot and uh, get a first round bye. I'm not thinking it's going to happen, but I mean, they could you know, help themselves uh, with home ice for the first round, that sudden death game. Uh, they have a tough assignment, though, on, on Friday when they visit Harvard, a team they lost 5-1 to back in November. Of course, uh, the game was... Uh, uh, we remember that game for the two four and four goals that Harvard scored during a five minute major uh, coincidental penalties uh, against Union Harvard, which uh, later uh, was determined by ECAC hockey. It was a mistake by the officials in that situation. But no matter what, Union should have been able to stop, and they didn't do that. And uh, now they find themselves uh, going up against a Harvard team that just uh, tied slash lost in the in Monday's Beanpot Championship game. Uh, the game ended at regulation, or actually, actually overtime, a 2-2 tie, and they went to the shootout the first time ever there was a shootout in uh, the championship game. And, of course, you know, mandated rules by NCAA, which are stupid. They should be allowed to play that, get that conclusion. And Northeastern won the shootout and won the beanpot. So we'll see what kind of, uh, if there's any hangover for Harvard uh, heading into that game. I highly doubt it because now they're, they're you know, trying to secure themselves a uh, first round by uh, the Crimson in, th- in third place with 37 points, four points behind second place Cornell and 11 points behind conference leading and top ranked uh, Quinnipiac, uh, Quinnipiac back in the top slot in the polls in the country. So, yeah, to me, and I wrote this in my opening Facebook column, which is online at dailygazette.com and will be in the print edition on Friday. Uh, I think they passed a big test last weekend. You know, coming off that 10-1 route at Cornell, you didn't know what that was going to kind of a game they were going to play. And uh, they played a solid game against Yale. A little bit, not as good, but it was good enough against Brown. Uh, like I said, I still think they took uh, too many uh, sh- uh, chances on them. Um, shooting the puck at the net, but you know, they came through and uh, with the victories, and uh, now they find themselves a you know, chance to uh, maybe get a weekend split. I think the biggest thing for the Dutchman going into Harvard is just be competitive. Uh, you look at some of the, the top teams in, in the conference they played this year, and they have not fared well. You know, besides the 10-1 loss to Cornell, Union lost 6-1 at home to Cornell. There was the 8-1 loss at Quinnipiac, and uh, of course we mentioned the Harvard uh, 5-1 loss in the, earlier in the season in non-conference action. Uh, they were you know, soundly beaten by UMass 7-1 and 7-0 back in October. Of course, UMass has really fallen down since that, so they're not as elite as they were back early in the season. 
So that was discussed a lot during the uh, Tuesday media availability. We'll start with the players first. Uh, goalie Connor Murphy and forwards uh, Ben Tupker and Tyler Watkins. Hey guys, coming off obviously the big weekend uh, this past weekend with uh, beating Yale and Brown. Now you got Harvard on Friday night and Dartmouth on Saturday. I mean, let's, let's talk about the Harvard game. Last time you guys faced him wasn't a uh, good guy, good game for you guys. So what do you got to do to you know go out there at that uh, bright Landry Center and uh, have a better game? Um, yeah, I think we need to you know have a little bit more confidence in our game. I think the last time we played them, you know, they were tenth in the country, so I think it might have intimidated us a little bit and um, you know we didn't play our best hockey but I think knowing that we we're able to play with them and realizing that we've been playing some good hockey lately that I think that's going to take us a long way and we're going to be able to you know bounce back and hopefully get a win. I think kind of building off that uh, in addition to the confidence is playing disciplined I think kind of last time we were in the box a lot, kind of gave their high-end guys a lot of chances in the power play, and uh, those guys are dangerous on the power play, so if you're going to give them a ton of chances, they're going to convert. So going in there and playing confidence and playing our game, but also staying disciplined and staying out of the box. Ben, talk about the confidence we again like that, because how much confidence you guys get from you know doing what you doing what take care of business on uh, this past weekend? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's been a long season so far, and I think we've come a long way as a group, so... I think probably, you know, since in the last 10 games or, uh, or whatnot, we, we've started to hit our stride and just kind of touch the surface of what we can do as a team, and I think guys are starting to realize that. So um, our belief in our abilities is growing um, every game and, and every day of practice, so we just need to make sure that we, we keep that going into the final stretch here before playoffs. Connor, uh, Coach always talks about just he wants to see you guys get a little bit better every weekend. You've won four of your last five. Do you feel like you've gotten to the point where, where you are playing your best hockey of the year right now? Yeah, I mean, I think we still have another step that we can take, obviously. But, um, you know, like you said, we are we are growing each game. I think we're getting a little bit better each time. And that's nice to see. But I do think we have, you know, another step where we can – you know, kind of tighten up some details, and like Tyler said, just be disciplined, and I think that's going to take us that extra step. And the importance of this weekend with this regards to the standings and trying to you know, preserve home ice in the first round, uh, I mean, how important is it? Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, everybody's keeping an eye on the standings, and obviously it's extremely close, so we know it's going to come down to, to probably the final game um, for everybody. Um, so obviously Harvard and Dartmouth are two teams that, that we want to beat and uh, looking forward to Friday. Harvard, a team that's ranked and a team that we lost to the first time, obviously um, that's our next goal, so we just got to take it one game at a time and understand the importance of every game and getting all three points. Do so you think there's an advantage? You guys have a couple extra days. Harvard obviously playing Monday night in the bean pot and an emotional uh, loss of the shootouts. I mean, can you take advantage of maybe them being maybe I mean, we can hope, but I don't think we're going in there expecting that. I think uh, their coaching staff will have them ready to go, and I think they'll be over that game and ready to go. So I think what we're focused on mostly is what we can control and going in there and be just being as prepared as we possibly can. Besides being disciplined, what else do you have to do? I mean, they, like you said, they have some talented players there, so what do you got to do to uh, control them. Well, I think what we're worried most about is just playing our game and going out there, setting our pace and playing the way that we want to play. I think we're not worried too much about reacting to what they're going to do. If we kind of control what we can control, I think we'll be just fine. 
know, Ben, obviously, uh, like Ken said, very difficult matchup in Harvard, but you have a very favorable matchup after that against Dartmouth. If things you know, don't go your way on Friday, how important is it to quickly rebound knowing that you do have a very winnable game uh, right after that? Yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the things about college hockey is that you play Friday, Saturday, so you can't really, um, you know, think about what happened on Friday, whether it be good or bad. So I think we've done a good job at that in the second half this season of just turning the page regardless of what happened the night before and getting after it. So, yeah, like I said, I think that our goal this weekend is that we need to go in and get six points. So regardless of uh, what takes place on Friday, well, obviously we're going to try and get all three on uh, Saturday. Talking about turning the page, do you think maybe that Cornell game helped a little bit with – your ability to kind of throw away just those, you know, maybe just one lone bad game, you know, the way you guys responded uh, so well this past weekend? Yeah, I think that just goes back to kind of the confidence we have as a team. I think that we understood that what happened at Cornell was kind of um, not indicative of, of the talent and uh, the character that we have in that room. So I think that, you know, anytime you can go through adversity in a season, I think that's going to benefit you when it matters the most. So I think we took what we could from that game and, and used it to our advantage going forward. Up next is the union head coach, Josh Halge. Well, Josh, last time you guys played Harvard, it was not a, one of your better games. It was a you know, 5-1 loss, and they took advantage of some situations. Now you're going there. You guys still have to protect the home ice for the first round. Uh, so what's going to be the key on Friday night? Well, I feel like we're playing better hockey than you know the last time we played them, so hopefully we can have more attention to detail on the, on the defensive side. Um, you know, I, I think... You know, I think we've grown up a little bit as a, as a hockey team, and um, you know, we have to take the step from being a team that can compete against you know the good teams and compete against the great teams. Right now, I think we have to take that step and really believe that we can beat the teams that are viewed as the top teams in the country. How much uh, confidence do you guys get from this past weekend with the three-one wins? I, you know, I, I just I like the way we're playing. I think if you, I think it's the last eight we're five, two, and one, or six and two, whatever. You have the shootout win. Um, so I, I think you know we feel really good about you know the steps we've taken in a group and as a group and um, the steps we've taken in the second half. Does it does it encourage you that the fact that they forgot about that ten one loss to Cornell and they came back with the efforts they had? Yeah, I think you look at, at our season as a whole, and we've had some games that where you know we've been you know punched in the face and maybe not responded very well. Um, I, I, again, I think this is another opportunity for us to prove that we're growing up. Um, I, I think we've done some good things, but until you can you know knock off that top ten team, I think that's that's a hurdle yet we've you know we haven't cleared. Coach, obviously, uh, plenty of movement that could still be had in the standings, but you're sitting at the eighth spot right now. You know, you could move up to as high as six. Are you looking uh, at any of the matchups right now, any of the potential matchups right now you'd be with RPI, or is you just just focused on, on securing that at least eighth spot? Yeah, I, I think we're focused on, you know, Harvard right now for Friday night. and um, You know, there, there's so many things that could sh- shake out here in the last two weeks. I, I, I you know, haven't put any, um, you know, emphasis on anyone other than Harvard and Dartmouth at this point. What is it about Harvard that concerns you that, talent that they have yeah I mean you look at the the, the skill of forwards they have and how dynamic they are um, you know they're they're as talented of a, a forward group as there is in the country and um, you know obviously their goaltender is playing really well for him I thought he was outstanding for him last night what I mean it, you know, obviously the way Harvard lost that beat by the shootout I mean do you work can you take advantage of that maybe their emotions will be down a little bit after losing the way they did well, I, w- I guess first I wish that that overtime rule hadn't changed and they were still playing right now. But, um, I mean, it's uh, 
yeah, it's got to be an emotional game for them. I know that they put a lot of emphasis on the bean pot, and um, you know, they I thought they represented our league really well. Um, but yeah, it was it was an emotional game for them. So hopefully, we can jump on them and, and take advantage and, and be ready to go on you know, at, um, at puck drop. You go from one of the top tier conferences or teams in the conference to the very next day, you're facing the team at the bottom. So, I mean, how quickly if things don't go well on Friday, how quickly or how confident are you? that your guys will quickly rebound for a very winnable game on Saturday. Yeah, it's a, it's a quick turnaround, too. It's a hard travel. Like, you got to get there, and we're playing, or playing at 5 o'clock, so um, you know, got to be ready to go. And um, I, I do think the one thing is Dartmouth has been extremely competitive in, in almost every game. I know they haven't you know, been on the, the positive side of the ledger for a lot of them, but they've, they're right there. So I think if you don't play your best, they have the ability to, to catch you. And um, you know, for us, anytime we have a chance to get points, we got to try to bank some. Expecting anything a lineup change? You're gonna keep what you had the last two days. Uh, I, I think you know as far as I think there'll be some some slight changes just as far as like you know if if they shuffle out during the week. But I mean right now I'm, I'm happy with you know I think there's there's been a lot of guys up and down the lineup that have been producing and and you know um, you know making a positive impact in the game even if they're not getting on the score sheet and um, you know I. I I still want it to be a healthy competition in practice, so guys have, you know, if they have the ability to, you know, earn their way up. But I mean, we'll also try to, you know, keep it as consistent as possible. And this is your last weekend in the regular season where you're going to be able to see what your team does on the road, how they prepare for possible uh, postseason road hockey. So, what are you hoping you you do see out of your guys on this road trip? Well, I, I think we got to find a way to, you know, continue to bank points on the road. I think that's again has been a challenge for us all season. Um, I think we've taken some positive steps in that, but this is a great opportunity for us to, you know, to continue, continue to improve. And um, again, like Friday night, we're playing a, a really talented hockey team, and I'm excited to see, um, you know, that we're hopefully up for that task, and I think we will be. Why do you think playing on the road's been tough? Uh, I, I think you just it's a younger, you know, decor and a younger group of guys that are that are, you know, playing a lot of minutes and. I mean, it, it's it's taxing and it's harder on the road. I think you just look at the landscape of college hockey. I think, you know, it's tough for everyone. And, um, again, I think we've taken some positive steps. But just managing the game and, and controlling our emotions is, is an area where we can continue to improve. Has there been a message to the guys at all this, league, this week? Like, hey, uh, you know, let's, let's get comfortable. Let's, you know, figure out Friday because we could very well be seeing these guys again on the road in the postseason. Yeah, I think, you know, where we want to be is we want to be competing against teams like you know Harvard at you know key times. So I think this is a this is a good measuring stick for us, and you know, we have to be ready for it. And um, whether we play them you know at at Harvard or we play them in in Lake Placid, like we want to be ready to go. And um, again, this is a, a huge step that we need to take as a program. Coming up, we'll take a look at the Union women's hockey team as the Dutch women get set to play their final two games of the season. You're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast. If you really want to know what's going on in your community, you have to read the Daily Gazette. We don't take a side. We're right down the middle, and we're going to get to the truth. Our reporters and photographers are out in the field bringing you updates every minute with trust, accuracy, and integrity from the first page to the last page, independent, probing journalism. We're finding out what's going on in the community where nobody else is covering. It's who we are. It's what we do. 
Hi, this is Union Hockey Analyst Brian Unger. You're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast with Daily Gazette Sports Editor Ken Schott. Welcome back to the podcast, and uh, we'll take a look at the uh, Union Dutch women as uh, they get set to play their final two games of the season. Uh, Colgate and Cornell come to Messerink uh, this weekend. Uh, Cornell or Colgate comes in Friday at 6, and Cornell is a 3 o'clock start on Saturday. Uh, it's, I mean, for the Dutch women, I mean, they can look back on the season. I mean, they played well early, and they they got the ten wins. First time they got the ten wins in Division One. That happened on January second. But ever since that tenth uh, victory, it's gone downhill really dramatically. Uh, Union's one and eleven in its last twelve games. They've lost six in a row, and just. It's tough to pinpoint where it went went wrong. I mean, this team looked like it had a good shot at making the playoffs, and. Uh, this you know, thing's going to fall apart. I actually started with that Cornell Colgate weekend, January 6th and 7th out on the road when uh, Union lost that Cornell 7-2. And it got worse at Colgate, a 10-0 uh, setback. That started a game where it started a stretch of three straight games where Union, uh, which had been really scoring goals at a great pace, stopped scoring. They were shut out three consecutive games. Uh, their only win in that this stretch was a 3-1 victory at Harvard on January 21st. They gave up another 10 goals, this time to Yale on uh, February 3rd. And just, like I said, it's just, it's something happened. It just, it, it, things got fell apart, and uh, it's, it's a shame. Uh, I, I really thought this team was headed to make the playoffs in the final year of the eight-team uh, quarterfinal format. Uh, the Union is guaranteed making the playoffs next year as the all 12 teams will make uh, the uh, playoffs in the uh, women's uh, conference. So, it's like I said, it was a... I mean, there's they have a lot to hang their heads, uh, hats on. I mean, some good things happen. Um, Riley Walsh uh, is going to be an outstanding player for the Dutch women. Of course, Sophie Matsukas in goal. Uh, so there is some promise here for this team. Well, let's uh, Tuesday uh, we had a chance to talk with head coach Josh Skiba and seniors Emily King and Olivia Gruel. So last two, two games of the year for you guys. Obviously, it's not the way you wanted to finish the season because you, you – it looked like you were in the playoff hunt for a while, but what do you want to take out of these games this weekend? Um, well, I think first and foremost, we have a chance to have a winning record at home, I think, for the first time in, in program history, right? And I think something that's special for our group to be able to finish the season on that note, I think that would make a, a huge mark on, on what we've already achieved, I think, this season. So, um, And I think for our group is just putting a final stamp on, on the season. We've grown a ton. Um, we've done some things that, that have never been done here before, and I think for us, we want to put a final stamp on, on this group, right? It's the last two games that this group will be together. Um, but, yeah, I think that's kind of our attitude going going into the weekend. Yeah, I agree. I think that um, last weekend we had a really – I was proud of our group at the end of it, I mean, regardless of the wins or losses. But um, I think that that just can help translate into these last few games and then – However, when we finish this season, is just the turning point or beginning that will just lead everyone into next season as well. And you know, there, there's only three seniors, so it's still like a majority of the group will be around. But um, I just think we need to finish out strong and, and show that we are the good team that we have been. Olivia, I mean, it's going to be tough, obviously, with Colgate and Cornell coming in. Last time you guys faced them, it was a you know tough uh, couple losses on the road. Um, Excuse me, what do you have to do to um, be competitive and uh, you know, try to pull off a win or two? I mean, for a group going into the last weekend, we have nothing to lose. So going into both games, just like doing our best, out-competing them, knowing that we can, 
being strong in every area of the game and just giving them all, us their all, just because like again we have nothing to lose and to go out with a bang type thing. Um, as you said, Josh, this program has achieved a, a lot this year. With the three seniors you have, what, what they've gone through and getting to this point, what, is, what have they meant to you? Um, well, I think just their experience is something that we valued this this year and, and, and last year, quite honestly, as well. Like, if you go back to, to COVID, we missed an entire season there, right? And, and last year, we had 15 or 16 players that had never played a college hockey game. You know, they had never played in Mayor's Cup. They'd never played RPI. They'd never played uh, a lot of different situations. And I think these guys had. And I think just their experience, I think the way they approach every day, uh, they're good teammates, they work extremely hard, and I think they provide different things in different situations for us. So I think their experience has been extremely valuable on a very young team this year that's needed to grow. And I think their mindset from day one has changed the trajectory of where this program's gonna go next year. So that's exciting for us. Yeah. Emily, um how have you seen this program grow? And I love you all asking the same question, but I'll start with Emily first. From the time you came here as a freshman to now, how has this program grown? Yeah, I mean, throughout the year, we've talked about this a lot, but culture was always a thing that I felt like our team in the past had struggled with having a positive culture and a close, like a closely connected team. And I think that especially this year, um, it's been honestly awesome to see how it has changed and how, you know, like, when you are close in a team and you and you do love each other and our family, the team just ends up being better and playing better. And I think that um, when I was a freshman here, uh, I mean, personally, there were just some things that weren't amazing. And then I think that over the years and, like, all of us growing closer and COVID happening and, you know, terms off, things like that, just a lot of people start to bond. And then finally this year, I think that, we have like what I always wanted and it's very you know bittersweet but I, I mean I love everybody on the team <coughs> and I you know would do anything for them so yeah it's been nice. Olivia. Going off of her point it's definitely the culture that has changed the program again freshman year had some bumpy some bumps in the road but moving forward over the past four years definitely the culture in the room having people who want to be on the ice every day wanting to compete for their spot for the freaking games is just incredible to see and just see the growth that's happened and like Emily said like the love that each and every single one of us has for each other is something that is so valuable to myself and to others and is definitely what drives and in addition to that like we finally have a team where we want the best for each other like mm -hmm. in the past there was a lot of maybe weird competition that wasn't in a positive way and this year it's it's awesome to like see everybody want the best for each other and pushing each other on and off the ice in in good ways i know i asked you guys before um, we start taping here but you guys still have your eligibility with what have, what have you guys decided what you want to do life is short i don't know i haven't, de haven't decided <laughs> i've personally decided to move on and hopefully get a master's degree somewhere else but that decision was definitely a hard one to make but I think it's best suited for myself. Coach with all that you guys accomplished this year I mean what's just your overall uh, assessment of the season and, and did you hit a lot of the goals obviously the big one being playoffs 
you know, not, fell a little short. But did you hit, for the most part, all the goals that you kind of hoped to, to set out for this year? Well, I think at the beginning of the year, we just talked about we, we wanted to get better every day. But I think I think the things that we've grown in the most is, is our competitiveness, I think, has taken a huge step forward this year. I think the way we're practicing on a daily basis, the way um, our athletes approach the game, the way they approach practice, um, I think is solidified more of a consistent compete level and work ethic. And I think that's something in the past, the, the year previous, um, was very inconsistent, right? And I think at times, maybe for coaches, we had to coach effort a little bit more. And I think that... Um, kind of like what Kinger alluded to this past weekend was consistent, right? Our group works hard. They, it's more consistent in practice every day. We appreciate that what they put in. So for us, uh, the natural next step is continuing to, to execute more, right? If we have that kind of work ethic, it's going to spill over into something else. So we've definitely achieved a, a new milestone there, and I think we want to continue to progress on that. Um, and then I think what, what these guys talked about, the culture in the locker room, right? You have a group of people that they want to achieve certain things. They're driven in the same way. Um, they they want to uh, push each other. They want to challenge uh, some of the, the ceilings that have been here previously, and, and you know achieve new limits that that we have. And I think when you get them in the locker room, it's it's a special special group, right? And I think we're only gonna we're graduating you know a, a couple of them, and I think we're gonna continue to add players that are gonna want to be part of something special like that. So I think for our group, it's it's going to continue to, to drive forward from that perspective, too. And as far as maybe drawing in recruits and building this program, how important was it to have those milestones, to have that culture being fixed, and to be able to say, you know, hey, we're coming off a year where we won our, our most games ever. I mean, how does just that snowball for the future yeah. seasons? I think that helps tremendously, right, when you're having recruiting conversations. But I think, um, you know, players want to be part of that. They want to be part of a program that's growing, where they can grow alongside of it. And... I think they want to be part of a program that's proving people wrong, right? I think certain people are really attracted to that type of journey. Um, certainly the people in our locker room are, are very attracted to that. And I think it also helped our own players right now, right? I think getting that belief that, hey, we can do things, we can beat certain teams, we can have success, um, you know, we, we can do things that haven't been done here before and it actually becomes a reality, I think gives them a lot of belief, right? And I think um, that's something that we want to expand on and grow on in the off season and going into next year. Phasing in the scholarships the next few years here, around, how much did that help? Um, huge. I think it's it's going to help us continue to, to drive our program forward, right? To have the ability to, to continue to recruit, um, you know, players that are uh, going to help the, the group that we have in the locker room, right? I think players that that we're recruiting um, are, are going to give us a chance to be better in every single area. So, um, you know, I think the quality of the human doesn't change for who we're recruiting. Uh, but I think the quality of, of the, the player that's coming in that is a freshman that can be a scholarship player is going to help us from, from day one. Is there anything specific you can pinpoint to that uh, after you guys set the, the Division One record for wins, it's, it's so that it was a struggle after that? Um, anything that we can pinpoint of, of why? Yeah. Um, I think I think just again we're playing against teams I think that are going down a, a playoff stretch and I think you know our our compete level has been high I think it's it's more for me about just continuing to be better with our execution at times I think in a lot of the games that we haven't had a lot of success and it's just really been execution it hasn't been for a lack of work um, hasn't been for a lack of competitiveness it's just continuing to find a way to uh, do the things we do and do them at a lot better of a level, right, execute at a higher level. You know, and I think teams after Christmas in January, they, they ramp up their, their style of play. And I think, again, that's 
for us, that's got to be the maturity piece for us moving into next year is we've achieved that level of consistent work ethic. Now it's, hey, we've got to execute a little bit better so that we can compete in some of those games down the stretch. Before we look at the uh, ECAC hockey men's schedule for this weekend, some sad news in uh, college hockey. Uh, Omaha assistant coach Paul Gerard passed away after a long battle with cancer. It was announced on Thursday. Uh, he was 57 years old. Gerard has been a longtime assistant coach in the college and the pro ranks. He played at uh, Lake Superior State for four years back in the mid-'80s. Uh, and he was one of three active black men's assistant coaches in Division I men's hockey. Uh, Paul, uh, Lenny Childs of, of Union is one of them, along with uh, Leon Hayward at the University of St. Thomas. Uh, Childs uh, tweeted on Thursday, uh, PJ was a mentor, so special, so forthcoming, so genuine, and an elite hockey mind. He helped mold me more than he will ever know. Prayers to his family. The hockey world was blessed to have his uh, have had his presence in this game, and Lenny ended it with a broken heart emoji. So, uh, tough day for everyone. Uh, so, our condolences to uh, uh, Paul Gerard's family. Paul ha actually uh, had a uh, brief uh, tenure in the Capital Region. He played seven games with the Albany Choppers. If you remember that uh, international hockey league team that moved from Fort Wayne back in uh, before the start of the 1990-91 season. Another, another team uh, ended up playing in Fort Wayne after that. But uh, remember, the ill-fated Choppers didn't last that 90-91 season at then Knickerbocker Arena, which is now um, MVP Arena. So uh, he had seven games there uh, with the Choppers. So some Capital Region tie with uh, um Paul Girard. So, our, like I said, our condolences to uh, his family. Uh, looking ahead to the schedule this weekend, obviously we mentioned uh, unions at Harvard. RPI will visit Dartmouth. Princeton entertains Brown. Colgate will host St. Lawrence. Yale's at Quinnipiac. And Clarkson takes on Cornell. On Saturday, Union will have a 5 o'clock game at Dartmouth while RPI visits Harvard. Uh, Colgate will host Clarkson. Brown at Quinnipiac. St. Lawrence at Cornell and Yale will be at Princeton for an 8 o'clock game on Saturday. So that's your uh, schedule for uh, the weekend. And uh, we appreciate you listening to this podcast. And the most, <coughs> excuse me there, I knew I was going to do that eventually. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll uh, obviously we'll keep you posted on what's going on. I'll be uh, in the office this weekend. And I want to also apologize. I did not have a post-game podcast after the uh Brown game last Saturday. I had to return to the office and help out. And by the time I got uh, around, it was a little close to midnight. And I figured, nah, we better try to wait on Sunday. But then it was Super Bowl Sunday, and then it was like a, it was Eagles mood. So I apologize for that. So, wife, um, so thank you for joining me once again. And of course, um, you can. Uh, if you have any questions or comments about the podcast, comments or questions about union hockey or college hockey in general, you can email me at shot, that's S-C-H-O-T-T, at yellowgazette.com. And follow me on Twitter at Slapshots. The views expressed on the Party Shots podcast are not necessarily those of the Daily Gazette Company. The Party Shots podcast is a production of the Daily Gazette Company. I'm Daily Gazette Sports Editor Ken Shot. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. From the Party Shots Podcast Studio in Schenectady, New York, good day, good hockey.